This is Liz Reed. This is my podcast called Liz Life Guru. I'm a practicing therapist here in Michigan. This show will focus on addiction, mental health issues from beginning to end. I am also in recovery for the past 20 years and I have plenty of topics that can help you from A to Z. So let's get started. Gina, good to see you. How are you, my Hello, dear? Hello, Liz. Hey, we have a great topic today. We do. Mm-hmm. We're going to be discussing family dynamics and your role in it. I looked up the definition, the traditional definition of family from the Oxford Dictionary. Yes. And it says it's a noun and it's a group consisting of one or two parents and their children. Mm. Interesting. That's that's just the traditional definition when you look up in a dictionary. Mm -hmm. That can also be called your family of origin, right? So depending on how many people are in your family will depend on what your role is in your family. A lot of people have heard like, I am the hero in my family. I am the uh, power broker in the family. I'm uh, the this or that. Do you know what your role is in your family? My role in the family, I think on... um, Yes, I I probably do. Yes. Yes, definitely I do. Excellent. Let's go over the roles. All right. So um, I think I don't even, eh, I'm not positive where my role is, but there used to be a smaller role group, right? Now it's expanded, which is good because then everybody has an idea of where they fit in. Now, if you have a family, that doesn't mean your family of origin, which is the home you were brought up in and your siblings and your parents, this can branch out into your extended family as well. So it'll kind of help you. So the hero, they're usually very responsible and good, right? Uh, the rescuer takes the care of others. They don't really like conflict. We have the mediator. They're like the rescuer, but they go in and negotiate with everybody to help them out. The scapegoat, we used to be called the black sheep, is the person in the family that needs help that everybody kind of worries about, right? And then we have the switchboard, the one who keeps track of everybody and what's going on and what they're doing and, and, ha- and relays it to the rest of the dynamic in the family. We have the power broker. Um, they decide who's the hierarchy in the family, in the group. Lost child, that's always a good one. This is a good child, but has a lot of hidden trauma and is usually pretty quiet in the family. The clown uses humor to negotiate with everybody. The cheerleader is always supporting and encouraging the nurturer, the emotional support that everybody needs in the family, the thinker who is logical and the truth teller that tells everybody what it's like and gives it to them straight. Would you say you are? Do you, oh, well, hold on, I'll answer that in a second, but do you think roles can change? So do Mm -hmm. you think as time progresses, like you start off as one and then you move up or down the scale? Yeah, and so what happens within your family dynamic is that you may start out as one person and as another child's added or leaves for college or the equation changes and the family dynamics change, who's in the home and who's actually engaging in conversation and responsibilities within the home, your dynamic will change in a family. One of the things is, though, is you can change it down the road, and we will talk about that. But one of the things is, is that many people don't like the role they're in, and they get stuck in it. And it's the other people in the family, the other people that hold another role in the family that don't like you out of your role. Do you think birth order has something to do with some of this? Of course. Yeah, of course. Birth order is definitely one of them. Like the middle child, right? They're always kind of quiet and weird. That's my brother, Rob. He's real quiet, real weird. And then there's the baby, who's me. I use everything with humor, trying to make everybody get along and negotiate and get everybody to be happy. And then there's my sister, who is the responsible one because, and I have two brothers in between there. 
my sister, who was the hero in the family because she was the oldest, and she babysat and helped my mother. My mom had her at 17, so they kind of grew up together. You know, out of any of these, do you see yourself? I would think maybe the thinker. The thinker? Maybe the thinker. Okay. I don't know. I, you know what? I'm, I'm probably like more of the, the organized, like the planner, the... Yeah. You know, so, would that be the thinker? Sure. And so then things change. So like I said, as the dynamics in the family change, your position changes. Oddly, my position went from being the traumatized child, the lost, to the lost child. The child that um, is trying to keep everybody together, trying to understand her past trauma, and kind of a black sheep in the family. And that was as I got more successful. Isn't that weird? Hmm. I mean, I became a little, a lot more alienated in my family. The better I did, the more education I had, and the more victories I had under my belt, I became more of an outlier instead of part of the family of or- origin dynamics. And that's kind of strange, right? But that is where your role can change. As your success changes, as you change, and as you grow, things are going to, you know, turn around. And aging out, right? So my sister's getting older, and she's aging out of her role. And then I'll probably, even though my brother Danny's the next in line, I'll probably go into her role. Why are these roles important <clears throat> in a family? Well... It's kind of, you know what, they kind of are created within the family without anybody really knowing that they're happening. Like you were talking about sibling order, um, where you're born in the family and how that comes together, where you fall in that order, how you're treated in your family, how you're talked to by the people in your family, your trust and knowledge of your family and how you lead your life, right? So all of those dynamics add. And it seems to kind of like trail down. There's always like an empathetic one in the family or somebody that you can always talk to. But you come from a larger family, don't you? How many in your family? Oh, no. there's No. No, uh, no, you don't. No, uh uh-uh. We're okay. not. We're sp- my my side. My I have one sister, and my husband has one sister. So we're both from very small families. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I come from five. There's five of us in the family. So that dynamic is going to get mixed up and turned around. So what do you do when your role has become cumbersome, upsetting, and dysfunctional? What would you think you would want to do? When you're unhappy with the role that you're in? Yeah. I think it's difficult Mm -hmm. to have to make a change, your role in the family, but I think you have to work on yourself before you can work on your role of the family. So if you're unhappy with who you are... yeah. You've got to work on that before you can change your role in the family. Exactly. And also when you're starting to take on a new role in your own family, right? That's going to create a different dynamic. So what are some of the problems that we find in a family dynamic conflict? Certainly. Like financial conflicts, Mm -hmm. emotional, Mm -hmm. social conflicts. And just family interaction conflicts. Yeah, dynamics of personality, personality conflicts. Mm -hmm. And all of this heads towards trauma and dysfunction. So the New York Post uh, uh, posted, excuse me, that 81% of all families in America have some sort of dysfunction. And you know why that's not higher? It's because people don't want to talk about it because it's shameful. 
So as we add, it, it, we feel shameful about it. It's not something to be shame in, feel shame for, but it is something that we do sh- feel shameful about. So as we add people, as we take away people, the dynamics within the family change. And that also adds into loyalties, right? So there's always somebody in the family that is a bit of a shit starter and a aggravator or an agitator, somebody that we don't even realize we've had to manage most of our lives, that it hasn't been an equal partnership, let's say, that it's always been about managing them and helping them to feel better at the cost of our own feelings, right? Sure. So in a good home, in a good environment, when everybody's feeling balanced and connected, we don't really you know, as balanced as we can be, if there's dysfunction going on there, we have to understand that this is somebody that we embrace, that we are trying to help them to do better and feel better. That's a functioning good family that loves each other. But in a dysfunctional family, this can lead to violence. This can lead to estrangements. This can lead to hostility. This can lead to a lot of different things. So understanding who you are and what your dynamic is and why you or if you feel you're being valued within your family is very important. So what would, you know, if we're thinking about some of the common things that people argue about within the family, a lot of, one of the big ones is always like how to treat mom or dad or what's going on with their care, you know, as they age. What, is, what, what am I supposed to do to help them? What, what can I do? And then the siblings are, you know, going at each other at the throat going, well, I did more than you. You didn't do enough. What, da, 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 da. what would it look like if you just accepted where you were and you were helping towards keeping the family connected? Some people shouldn't, as we were just talking about earlier, but then there's other people that should because they can't live without some degree of connection. Do you know anybody like that? You know, people that need that aren't going to abandon a family member, but maybe they need to give them time to breathe or room. You know what I mean? Certainly. And it's hard too, because as the, as you're trying to figure out where, how to respond to that one family member or some of those family members, it's difficult to know as you're trying to process in your own mind, what other people, how other people are going to respond to the changes that you're making. Yeah. And like anything else, there's going to be an issue. Because everybody likes you in your role. So this is one of the number one things I see in my practice. People in a role in their family that they want out of. This is one of the number one things. And they'll say, you know, but they keep calling and they keep coming at me and they keep saying this and they keep saying that. I have a patient currently that I work with, which is old old family values, old world thoughts, old world thinking. And so if she doesn't stay in her role, she, she's also an American. She has Americanized as well. So that is extremely difficult. If we're looking at nationalities and cultures, right? There's a certain way you behave and act and um, uh, apply your, your abilities to your family and your respect. So that can be very conflicting for people that have been raised in America. Their family has not. So one of the things that she goes through on a regular basis is this conflict with her family for her not being the hothead that she used to be. She was a hothead because they were constantly poking the bear, constantly poking the bear to get a reaction out of her to keep it going. Drama in family. Oh my gosh, there's so much drama in families, right? Mm-hmm. You see people coming for each other's throats all the time. They, but this is their form of communication. Healthy or unhealthy, this is how they communicate. But sometimes it's to the point of injury 
for a patient. And I see this often. And um, with um, they will have uh, psychosomatic symptoms, meaning these are symptoms that are seem real, affect you in real time, but they are actually driven by your mental state. So in extreme anxiety can really, really cause this. I have a patient who has some hearing loss from her anxiety um, or stiffness, body pains, aches and pains, severe headaches, so on and so forth. And it's all because every time she tries to get out of her role, they reel her back in. They know the buzzwords, her Achilles heel. They know the things to say to her to reel her back in back in the family role that she belongs in because they all need that to communicate. Now, let's not be delusional and say that (laughs) you're going to be able to go in and tell five people, we're all changing our roles. We're all going to communicate better, right? That's not necessarily going to happen. So what we can do is our own part. She's seeking treatment, which is frowned upon in her family. She's seeking treatment, talking to me, and trying to understand why they don't understand that she needs to change her role. So every time that she doesn't react to the regular stimuli that they offer, oh, we'll get her with this one. Wait till we send this picture on Facebook. Wait till we say this, send a text about this. Wait till I do this and that. Um, Every time she doesn't respond, they take it up a notch and they take it up a notch. So they are trying to suck her back into behaviors that she used to be because that's who they're comfortable with? Yep. That's who they're comfortable with. So as a family dynamic, they are having difficulty with her wanting to change and and change her role and change her personality or change her being, change mm-hmm. her existence mm-hmm. for because she's doesn't feel good about who she is. Exactly. And she's making her physically ill. Yeah. And she doesn't want to be that person in front of her children or her husband. The person that she is defending herself continuously within her own family. And shouldn't a family, as a family, shouldn't we be helping each other to become better people? Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? That's really warm and so fuzzy. So how do we? It is. <laughs> but if that, but if that, that's if that's a goal of a family, how do you how do you get there? Like how do you help people come around to that? Like our goal is to work together to be better. Mm-hmm. Well, that 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 would take a lot of family training. It would mean, you know, the whole family being on board that, yes, we need to do something about this. So it's not anything that one person can do. It's the something only, the family yeah, has to agree to do The together. whole family has to agree to that. And that is near to impossible to even get everybody on the same wavelength and in the same. But family dynamics, working on family dynamics and a family working as a unit towards, even if it's one person's mental health, coming in and a- adding to the conversation and helping. Helping this person who's suffering in the family is is great because then everybody is really kind of aware of what they're going through and what they're trying to work through. The one thing that you don't want to do is finger point, right? Our, our trauma, our trauma is out there. There are things that have happened to us. I can list A, B, C, D, E, F, G for this young woman, what she's been through and why she is the way she is, why she's so pissed, why she's so angry. People are taking and pulling love from her every day of the week, you know, every other day, every hour. It's you're on, you're in, you're out, you're this, you're that, you know, a death threat text, you know, and then the next mm-hmm. thing, you know, it's love. This is us. We're family. You know, you have loyalty to us. So a lot of those things things are extremely difficult and I, you can understand why that is. So who can you fix? You can only fix you. And so to fix you, you have to only respond in the person you want to be. 
And that can be extremely difficult because just like with any other change that we make within our lives and in our families in particular, they're going to say to you, we knew you when, we know who you are. Don't try this shit with us. Oh, you're seeing that therapist. Is she filling your head full of this shit? You know, you're really not that person. You're actually the person we know that you are. And that's this aggressive, angry, bitter person. I just went through this the other night. My mother-in-law called and raked my husband over the coals. He happened to have her on speakerphone. I was flabbergasted that he, she could honestly speak to another human being like that, especially her son. But we see it every day of the week. It's amazing what people say and do to their own family because what do we think? They're always going to be there. Right. Love unconditionally. Yeah. So if someone who is listening today and is experiencing difficulty with it, their family relationships and the role they are currently in. Yeah. Where do they start? They start by realization. And one of the realizations is, and usually, unfortunately, it starts with medical problems or anxiety disorders or heavy duty, major depressive disorders or a combination of all of those things. And they say, I just can't do this anymore and I have to do something for myself. Reach out, like I always say, get on Psychology Today, that's where I am, look through all the bios. We have to pay to be on there, so these aren't hacks. This is our, my, the only place I advertise, read the bios, read who this person is, and do they identify with me? Do they have the same ideas as I do? Do they look like they would believe what I would like to talk about? Are they, you know, up and in your grill like I am, as we all know, right? Or are they this passive, quiet woman who's just going to sit and listen? You know, do you want answers? Do you want somebody to just listen to you? It's, you know, subjective to the person, whatever they would like. Reaching out, finding somebody who will talk to you and understand that this isn't a black and white issue of cut your family off, okay? It takes a long time to get to that point if you ever want to. You need somebody who's going to understand and help you navigate how to keep your family at a distance or the people, in particular, the certain people in the family at a distance that are harmful to you, your well-being, and how you feel and keep the other ones close that are positive and productive for you. And through that, you can make subtle changes. But just remember that it's going to get worse before it gets better. Just that's what the support of the therapist is for you in that respect. So reaching out is your very first thing that you need to do. So whatever your role is, it doesn't have to be your role for the rest of your life. And whatever your role is, is not the role you wanna take over into your children or your husband because that's your family of origin. That is where you started. That's not who you age out to be. And that's not who you are now. So the most important thing is, is to be loving to yourself, understand what you need to do for yourself and get your biggest cheerleader, your therapist. Sometimes a little pharmaceutical intervention. And we are not doctors. We don't prescribe anything. We do suggest that you consult a medical professional. Absolutely. And there are many resources that people can find. You said through Psychology Today. Yep. They can find somebody. And there are people who specialize in family therapy. And family dynamics. And yep. family dynamics. Mm, this is a, it's a large topic. It's a huge topic. Because families are forever changing. Mm -hmm. And it's hard sometimes to be part of a family. It's, it's not as easy as it we sometimes think it should be. Absolutely. But there is light at the end of the tunnel. You can change your dynamics and you can live a happy, healthy life with or without everybody involved. And uh, just take some work. 
Thank you, Gina, for discussing a very tough topic. The information in this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not meant to replace treatment or diagnosis by a qualified mental health professional. Thank you.